Hi, I'm Simon Theakston, and welcome to the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. The way the global obsession with the crime genre continues to grow year on year is simply astonishing, and this year's long list proves the remarkable talent on offer in crime writing from legends of the craft to eager-eyed newcomers. The short list is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar, because they say an Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. I'll tell you why if you come to the festival in July. Good health. Hello, I'm Joe Haddow, and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Long Listees, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Theakston's Old Peculiar, one of my favourite beers. And today I'm joined by former bookseller turned thriller writer Joseph Knox. Hello, Joseph, welcome to you. Hi, Joe. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm, I'm thrilled to be listed. Um, yeah. Oh, well, con- well, congratulations. And uh, it's lovely to see you and chat because we've known each other for a little while, but we've never really done, you know, anything sort of formal like this and had a chat, have we? So this is a, this is a first for us. Absolutely. It could all come out. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope not. <laughs> I don't think it will, but you know, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and well, it's great to to see you and chat to you and talk about true crime story. Um, and congratulations again on on being longlisted. So this is a uh, a standalone novel which blends a bit of fiction, a bit of fact. Uh, why don't you tell us more and, and set this book up for us? Um, well, true crime story is, I, I hope, a mystery like no other. Uh, it opens with, um, we, we're informed that a 19-year-old university student named Zoe Nolan walked out of the shared accommodation where she'd been living for three months and vanished without a trace, um, which sounds like a lot of crime novels, to be fair. The difference, I suppose, is that I really wanted to try and push myself to add something to this genre that I love, love, love from the bottom of my heart. And so I came up with this crazy idea to make the book read, look and feel as convincingly like a true crime book as humanly possible. So that means that the story is told through photos, documents, emails, text messages, Facebook updates, Um, all kinds of things, letters, homework assignments, everything. Basically, the reader is presented with all of this evidence. Um, And the main part of that is interviews with the friends and family of the missing young woman. And that gave me just so many great opportunities to tell the story in a different way, but particularly to kind of focus in on the way memory works and the way that our memories often favour us. Um, and so it was just really fascinating to put all these interviews together of different people, all remembering the same events slightly differently. Um, and yeah, that, 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 that was my, my, my real goal, I suppose, was to erase the detective from the novel and put the reader <laughs> in that position. Yeah. And you certainly do that. Um, <laughs> are you. you a big fan of true crime and like true crime podcasts and reading those accounts of things. Is that, is that your thing? It, 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 
is something that I'm really fascinated in. I, I originally had the idea, though, before the advent of true crime, because, because the original idea was for an oral history type book, um, which is one of those books where it's usually interviews of different people, usually um, nonfiction and mm -hmm. delving into something um, you know, like a, a rock star biography or something like that. The the one I read years ago was about a singer-songwriter called Warren Zevon, who wrote The Werewolves of London, one of my favourite ever songwriters. My uh, one of my favourite songwriters. I've got that yeah. book right. I'm literally looking over here. Because yeah, I I've yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And one of the things, when I read that, I just loved it. But that's hilarious. I loved it so much because... It's all going to come out. Open my mind. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going there today. Um, it just opened my mind to, you know, it, one of those wonderful things when you read something that, uh, a genre that you've never read before on a subject that fascinates you. And it's just like getting struck by lightning. And so what I loved about that book was that you would get a paragraph from, let's say, for example, his ex-wife yeah. remembering this, the events in one way and then maybe a paragraph from the girl he was seeing on the side who saw things very differently you know he was a quote-unquote complicated man um <laughs> and it it just it it just struck me that this would be an amazing way to write a novel because mm -hmm. you could have all of these very colorful characters coming in and um all of them disagreeing on slight details and hopefully a full picture would emerge, which is how I think the oral history works. It, it kind of, sometimes it, it even moves away from the idea of empirical truth, but you get a more rounded picture of the subject. But at the time that I had the idea, it was before I'd written my first three novels. It was, it was just back when I was a bookseller and just a huge fan of reading and I knew I wasn't a good enough writer to actually tackle that kind of idea to, to you know, you, to fully inhabit all these different voices for one thing, but as well to tell a long form story just through intercut interviews. I, I just didn't think I had it yet. And so I wrote my first three novels, which are kind of more conventional noir mysteries. And then I just came to this this situation where I'd I'd written a fourth book, which I really believed in, and I gave it to my editor, and he 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 met it with he, it, the the first response I got was I'm not sure I need to finish reading this because it was so bad, <laughs> it was so bad, and I had convinced myself this was going to be my great literary moment, and it was just shocking, and I'm so glad that he rejected it. But I suddenly found myself in this position where um, there was a baby on the way. I had no book and I had no time. And it was suddenly, and I knew, but at the same time, I knew I wanted to do something very different and try and push myself as a writer. So it was the time to reach into the drawer and find that crazy idea, the oral history idea that I knew I wasn't good enough for 10 years before. And in the interim, true crime had blown up. And so yeah. those two things came together. And so it really was the podcasts in the intervening years that really filled in what the substance of the book should be. And I think the book, I hope the book kind of reads a little bit like a true crime podcast, because I, I think they're just so similar to that oral history book idea. You know, you, you will have 
you, you know, when I when I think of the 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 thing that really started the boom, cereal, mm. I think of just all of these really interesting, sometimes nice, sometimes villainous, sometimes shady characters telling the same story and all remembering it slightly differently and someone saying, well, this is what happened. And then the next person saying, well, no, I, I remember it like this. And it, it, it was just this magical synthesis. And, and so the book came together very quickly, really, from there. Have you, uh, by any chance, read um, Room to Dream, which is David Lynch's uh, memoir? I haven't. I've got it, but I haven't read it. Um, well, I, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, it's uh, a really interesting book, and it's really great if you're a David Lynch fan, but just in terms of what you were saying about memory and thinking about the the Warren Zevon book, and it, it's very interesting because he gets a biographer to write a chapter where she has interviewed lots of people who've worked with him and friends and family and and then presents that chapter to him, and then he... The next chapter oh, is him wow. sort of responding to it, saying things like, that's not how I remember it, or, you know, yes, the it might have been blue, I don't know, you know, and it's just really interesting because, you know, you assume that, you, that hearing from the actors on that film set, they must know what they're talking about, and yet yeah, the yeah. director is going... I don't think it was like that. You know, that again, that just throws it up. All the, the fact that memory is always changing. <laughs> I, I would say as well, um, I, I would probably trust, um, and, and this, you know, I'm the biggest David Lynch fan. You know, I love his films. I rewatched Mulholland Drive recently for the trillionth time. And I knew that I was sleep deprived and insane and clearly on a writing <laughs> bender because it all made sense to me. <laughs> I, mean, I was watching it. And I was like, "This is this. This makes complete sense all the way through. I know exactly Clarity. what's going on. Exactly, um, <laughs> which is you know you've really gone off the deep end when that's the case. But but I I think writers are the almost the worst people with memory because we are always inventing. Mm. We are always reshaping events in our minds and. I would not be surprised if the actors have a more accurate recollection of things or a more, let's say, tangibly real world um, uh, idea of how things happened than, than David Lynch. But, I, I, you know, I don't know how it comes across in the book. I can't wait to read it. Well, you've got it. So, yes, I'll uh, once you've yeah. once you've got to it, uh, we'll have to have a little uh, yes, chat absolutely. about that and about our mate Warren as well. Um, oh, but getting back to uh, your book, um, how did it feel when you when you heard that you'd been longlisted? I was I was completely stunned. I, I I'd, I'd actually got the email when I was on the phone to my agent um, talking about the book I'm writing at the moment, which is always the most depressing thing in the world because he's the cruelest man in the world and and and. Uh, tells me the unvarnished truth which isn't what i want to hear i want to lie i i i people told me um you know when i was looking for an agent they're like oh well they're all liars you know don't trust them blah 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 and i thought great that's what i want i i don't want the truth you know i've seen what i do i i don't want the truth i i want someone to just you know come in tell me i'm great uh and send me on my way but and send you on yes He's painfully honest. And so I'd, I'd just endured a couple of hours of, of, of Anthony Topping's honesty. Um, 
and what you know was feeling pretty tired and emotional and i i hung up the phone and there was the email i, I was i was so shocked you know it was, i literally you know forwarded it to my mom immediately <laughs> <laughs> it was it was that kind of thing um so yeah i i'm thrilled i mean when it comes to harrogate as well and i should say Thiexton's old peculiar crime writing festival which of course it is um I've got so much history with that festival. It's unbelievable. You know, I went there before I was a published author. The first time myself and my partner ever took a trip together was to Harrogate because I won a short story competition together. Um, and it was not a short story competition run by the festival. It was run by the British Thyroid um, Foundation you know, this was at a time when I was entering every short story competition I could see. I was writing my first novel and I was really trying to be a part of the writing world. And so I got there, you know, as a complete outsider to Harrogate and was, was just embraced by everyone I met. And the person who was um, running the, the short story competition that I had won was with me and she was a real networker and a real pushy, you know, a, a, a very plucky person and kind of forced Mark Billingham almost at gunpoint to have a photo with me <laughs> on stage, you know. And, and, and I must say, this short story competition had nothing to do with the festival. They just had bought some tickets and they said, if you win our short story competition, you'll win these tickets. So he's there, he's you know, he he was, I think, the chair of the festival that year. He's so busy, busy anyway, because he's Mark Billingham. And having to kind of endure and take photos with the, like this knock-kneed idiot who'd written the worst short story ever and <laughs> somehow looked into this thing. And he just could not have been nicer to me. And everyone was like that at the festival that weekend. They 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 let me in. And, you know, I, I am... From Stoke-on-Trent, I don't know any writers. I, I at that point was just blown away by by that kind of generosity, and so I went back almost every year after, you know, and and just inveigled myself more and more um, <laughs> over the years. So it, it just it was a shock, but but such a, a wonderful surprise that it's yeah. Oh, it's brilliant, and you're in you're in very good company on that list as well well um, i'd love to know who else is on there um oh, right. well, I, I, yeah I, I don't know if i'm allowed to know they they haven't told me yet um you'll have uh, to, when it's when it's announced you can have a little <laughs> gander and see who else is yeah. uh next you tease to you. you tease <laughs> <laughs> and remember all of our long list of books are available to buy from warstones and if you've already read joseph's book and you know you want this one to be the winner well head over to harrogatefeastoncrimeaward.com where you can cast your vote for his book and you must do it before the 26th of may um joseph what an absolute pleasure to chat to you i know that when we get to harrogate there's going to be uh, many a beer taken and um, some David Lynch, Warren's even chat uh, yes. will ensue, I don't doubt. Um, but congratulations again and very much look forward to seeing you out on the lawn in Harrogate in July. Thank you so much, Joe. Yeah.